Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective Hi, friends. Welcome back. As many of you know, the NFL draft is in our city this month. We are invited to join the three-day event, which will take place April 27th to the 29th across Kansas City's iconic Union Station, the National World War I Museum and Memorial, and the downtown Kansas City area. Getting the NFL draft to come to our city is no small feat. The Greater Kansas City Sports Commission and Foundation played a huge part in making this happen, led by CEO and President Kathy Nelson. Kathy was recently named as Missouri's Woman of the Year by USA Today for her influence in bringing the FIFA 2026 World Cup and the 2023 NFL Draft to Kansas City. We are so fortunate to be talking with her today about what this means for our city and how Kansas City families can get involved. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Kathy. Welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you. How much fun is this? I love it. So much fun. Um, Before we get started, I want to take a second and just congratulate you um, again on your recent huge honor of being named Woman of the Year for um, Missouri through USA Today. That is a big deal. Congratulations. Um, Thank you for that. I I have yet to really understand and figure out how that happened. It was a surprise. (laughs) And Mike, did somebody nominate me? And I was like, I have no idea. So what an honor and so humbled. That's just crazy. But thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Well, it's well-deserved from especially everything I've been learning about you. Um, Sounds like you were definitely a perfect candidate for it. So. Well, that means a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, Kathy, so we're going to jump right into the NFL draft coming to Kansas City um, at the end of this month. Can you, I know it's a big deal. Um, <laughs> yes. Can you talk about what the proposal process was like, how long, how many cities was Kansas City competing against, and what went into your application and eventual, you know, securing that for Kansas City? Well, these events take years to work on. Um, Gosh, back in 2013, 2014, we had heard rumblings from the league and from the Chiefs that they were going to take the NFL draft on the road. They had been in New York forever, Mm -hmm. and they were thinking about making it more of a fan-facing opportunity to engage fans and connect fans and to the clubs and clubs to the league. And, you know, just they're like, well, what if? So they took it to Chicago the first couple of years out on the road and we attended immediately jumped in. Actually, I traveled myself and one other person from the chiefs just to go see it in person. And we were both like, this certainly could work in our city. Mm-hmm. So from there, it really took the NFL understanding, you know, what are they looking for from a city? And if they do take it on the road, how does this work? And of course they're used to doing that with Super Bowl. Um, this is different. The Super Bowl are, are two teams. This is all 32 NFL teams that come together for this. Mm-hmm. So it was years of work, a lot of relationship building, 
you know, a lot of back and forth presentations, bidding, flew to New York a couple of times to present in person, had the NFL events team here in Kansas City. Um, and from there, it was really coming down to there were a few cities that were certainly honed in on 2019 and 2020. Uh, we thought Cleveland might get 2019 and we thought we would have 2020. And then sadly, we were not selected for either. So, you know, kind of like a step back. And I, I tell our team all the time here that it's the answer. We take it as it's never a no. It's just a not yet. Mm-hmm. We we put our face down our, and started working again on, well, what, what are they looking for? So we went back, bid again. And then we were then successfully awarded 2023 back in uh, May of 2019. So five years ago, four years ago. <laughs> yes. Can you talk about parts of the proposal? I know I had the opportunity to hear you speak with a different group um, and just some of the logistics of this event, like, you know, the weight of the stage or (laughs) kind of just the, you know, security or different things surrounding the event that you had to um, have plans for. Right. Whenever you host an event this large, and even when we host Big 12 basketball, men's and women's basketball, which is significant in any NCAA or other Olympic type of sport, it's kind of the same thing for all of these bids. Our city has to prove that we have the venue that could host this. We have to prove that um, just what you mentioned, security, police are involved. We have to have a transportation plan or at least somewhat of a plan started that then the event owner, for this case, the NFL, would lean into and help us figure out. Um, We had to guarantee things like people showing up and how our, you know, especially Union Station and the National World War One Museum and Memorial, how they would work with us. And we traveled with them to see other drafts. So certainly large portions of the puzzle coming together. Does our city show up to volunteer? And we broke a record with how many volunteers we had signed up and how fast our volunteer spot signed up when it, when it opened a couple of weeks ago. So all of those things come together to make a bid happen. When even if it's like a gymnastics or a basketball type of bid, you know, a guarantee on how many tickets do we think we can sell? Is there another different financial guarantee to them? What will the host city or host committee agree to cover for expenses? So we had put all that together and certainly uh, Chiefs Kingdom (laughs) didn't hurt either. And on top of that, our first bid cycle with them, we were able to utilize that picture of the 2015 World Series parade that we had planned and operated. And that makes a statement, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how it shows up. And then the other thing is, you know, filling up Big 12 and even for women's sports when our city comes out to celebrate the women's a FIFA World Cup at the Power and Light District, and we pack that place, that makes a statement and that makes event owners and rights holders want to come here. And that's what happened with this. How much does the new airport factor in? I was just thinking that question, actually. (laughs) Well, it was interesting. While we were bidding, the new airport was not being discussed. Um, It certainly helps, especially now welcoming NFL fans and being able to flip signage and you know, using that, that is our front door to the city. Um, for the NFL draft, it, it, it didn't necessarily play a role, but it certainly helped. Mm-hmm. Um, it has certainly, the airport moving forward has landed us more and more events, not only sports events, but conventions and other opportunities to host things that we've never seen before. That's yeah. cool. So you kind of alluded to this a little bit, just in the bidding process of you have to prove, you know, we're actually going to have people there. So how many people 
are you expecting for the draft? And are these, do you expect these to be mostly visitors or local residents? Well, I, I know our city shows up. I would say it's probably mostly local and regional people that would mm-hmm. drive here. We'll see some up, uplift in flights. You know, a lot of the flights might be fuller coming in or maybe a few more flights added. But most of the time, um, well, let me back up to your first part of that question of how many people. In working with the NFL, they believe over the course of the three days of the NFL draft that we potentially will have 300,000 people here for that. Wow. Uh, our friends at the Chiefs and my friend Clark Hunt would love to see us bring 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just, you know, kind of depends a little bit on weather. But we know our city and our community and our region will show up for that. You know, hotels are filling up or are full already. Um, so I'd say it's a, a pretty good percentage local, but at the same time, we're still expecting to welcome well over 100,000 people from outside of our city. That's great. And so what is the economic impact? I mean, the obvious is that people are going to eat in our restaurants, and mm-hmm. um, but what is the broader imp- economic impact of bringing this to Kansas City? Well, this should be, will be probably the largest event our city has ever hosted when in regards to economic impact. Mm-hmm. When you think about Big 12 basketball, a week of Big 12, both men's and women's, and, and you've probably seen pictures or you've you've been attending the games or you've headed to Power and Light District to just celebrate all things basketball, that week of basketball is about a $20 million economic lift or economic activity happening for our downtown the NFL draft over three days, probably pretty conservative, but we're expecting it to be well over $100 million in economic activity and lift. That's a massive number. I mean, it, it's hard to get to $20 million and now to think about $100 million. And that's not even including the global reach this will have on television and highlighting and spotlighting Kansas City is nothing we've seen before. I mean, Union Station for three solid days on international television is yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. And then you don't get that many people in one space without an environmental impact. Can you talk about if your team has discussed that with the city? Oh, yes. That is, I'm so proud of the NFL and all their efforts that in working with them this past year to plan all the details around the event. We have a staff member that's fully dedicated to NFL Green. We have weekly calls with NFL Green team um, working through what that sustainability model looks like and, you know, what happens from here. So it's not only the footprint and the trash or the hopefully little to no trash that will be accumulated. Um, they they do things like uh, the water monsters. You come in, you can fill your water bottle up, um, you know, just things like that where they're not selling a lot of plastic. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, all the recycling that they do. But they're even talking about are there opportunities to plant trees and what else are we doing to positively, positively mm-hmm. impact the environment, which I think is super cool. People don't always think about that. Yeah. We're yeah. used to the draft. We're, we're, you know, getting players, we're getting prospects in. And they're getting selected for teams. But in the background of all this, when you have a quarter of a million people, that that's a real impact. For sure. That's so great. I had no idea that was going on. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So in addition to the actual draft, can you talk about family events and maybe tips that we as moms will need if we want to bring our kids down to this massive yes. event? I know. <laughs> we want you to bring your family. There are yeah. so many things for kids to do. After attending the the uh, draft in person for many years, I would tell you 
maybe lean towards Saturday, especially if you have younger kids, lines won't be as long. Um, the NFL One Pass app is free yes. to load on your phone, and that has so much information. But if if I have two daughters, and if my daughters were younger, they are coming. They're flying home to be here during the draft, which is so exciting. But if they were younger, I certainly would target a Saturday. You know, be easier parking, less congested with traffic and things on Saturday. And on top of that, we're doing we're making that really a family friendly focus. The Chiefs are activating a lot of fun things on Saturday. We're doing a barbecue competition. You'll still be able to see celebrities and all the fun things that come with that. But but also really just being able to get up close and personal with kids. I think you'll see Saturdays probably a little bit easier for you. And so I know there's the draft experience with like football themed activities. Can you talk about some of the other, like if maybe targeting like those younger or elementary school kids? Yes, there are places for them to be very active. Okay. Um, very active, run off all that energy. There will be things within the NFL draft experience where they can go and do a 40 yard dash and see how fast and they'll run against a video wall against some of these other NFL players. They can see how high they can jump. There's a football field. They can do a few things there. Um, there there's probably close to a dozen different activities for them to okay. participate in. So again, that app has all of the details and it'll okay. have all of the hours of that, but there certainly are some things for younger kids to see. You know, even if like I, my next door neighbors have two boys that are six and three years old, they can't wait to go. They want to see all the Super Bowl rings. They want to see the locker rooms of the team and see the helmets of all 32 clubs. So even if you're not active, there are things to see and do while you're here. Okay, cool. And I think you said this, Kathy, it's, it's the NFL app and we'll link to that too in our show notes for our listeners. Um, and it's, it's free, right? Yes. Like obviously you're there. I'm sure there'll be things you have to actually pay for, but to go, it's not like you're buying a ticket to go. Correct. Yes. And it's, it's the NFL one pass app and it is completely free for everyone. All of the attractions, everything is free. The only thing like you mentioned that you would pay for would be food and beverage. And that's it. Other than that, you are free to come down and check everything out, whether you're doing a field goal kick or a, um, gosh, they have a vertical jump. All of that is free. You just need the one pass app to have on your phone to register and to get access to those events, but there's no cost to them. Perfect. Amazing. There are things like autograph stages, um, all these things like look like a pro. I'm just trying to think about everything they are bringing. It's crazy when you see the number of booths and setups there that will be available to you all at no cost. And then the north side of the lawn of World War One is really our viewing stage to look into the massive stage structure that's being set up in front of Union Station. And uh, that's all viewing in that area. And that's where the Chiefs will have some fun things set up as well. Fun. And we will have um, our own guide for families and to help you navigate that too. So we will link that in the show notes. Okay, Kathy. So in addition to the draft, Kansas City is hosting some pretty prestigious events in the next couple of years. Can you tell us some of those that we have to look forward to? Yes. For if you're a sports fan, you want to stick around in Kansas City. Of course, a month of basketball is always on our radar next year. Uh, this year we had men's regionals. We do not have that next year, but Big 12 men's and women's, MIAA men's and women's basketball, and then NAI, NAIA men's championship. But on top of that, in 2024, we're hosting the Division I NCAA men's wrestling championships. 
Um, the last time they were in Kansas City was back, I think, in 1985. It is a massive, massive event. Comes with a convention, meetings, activities, kind of Big 12 basketball almost on steroids a little bit when you think about <laughs> how many things are happening with wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan, that's something you'll want to check out in our city. It's it's a massive championship. In 2025, in December of 25, we're hosting the NCAA Division I Women's Volleyball Championship again. We're excited to bring that back. We hosted that back in 2017 and broke an attendance record. Uh, hopefully, you know, I know right now our record still stands, so it'll be fun for us in a couple of years to see if we can meet that or break it again. And then, of course, in 2026, the FIFA World Cup. And, and all we spend an hour or two every single day preparing for that already. And it's only getting more and more active. Actually, today alone, I've spent three, four, four hours in NFL <laughs> or sorry, in World Cup meetings and then had an hour long NFL draft meeting. So one of these days, I've got to get back to my two other jobs of running PC <laughs> and running the sports commission. But um, hyper, hyper work, a lot of attention on World Cup right now in preparations for that 2026 event. And of course, just our other things we have, we have our great camp win for girls, girls ages 12, or I'm sorry, girls ages six through 12. That happens in June every summer, three weeks of camp win. It's our opportunity to give back to our community by teaching these young girls um, 12 to 14 different sports and physical fitness activities. Uh, our triathlon, our marathon, all of those are robust and growing every year. So it's fun to see all of those events that we own and operate come to fruition every year. Oh, cool. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit, um, you are a woman and a mom in a very male-dominated field. Can you talk a little bit about, um, just in conclusion, like how you've reached the level of success that you're at and then what advice do you have for women listening who are in the middle of their careers or the beginning and, you know, maybe are facing, you know, being a only woman in leadership or mm -hmm. very few? You know, I've been fortunate to be surrounded by great men that have always supported this idea of uh, female leading the way. Um, I think that's important to surround yourself with others that support you. I will tell you a quick, interesting story. When I was interviewing for the CEO role for the Kansas City Sports Commission, and I was actually asked to interview for the role. And at first I'm like, no, I want nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. uh, but the board of directors said, no, we really think you could be the person to lead us. So I went through the interview process and had all my one-on-one -on -one interviews with the selection committee. And uh, one of them I went to breakfast with and one of them said, well, if you were to take this job, when would you do your Christmas shopping? And I sat there for a minute, a little deflated. And I, I sat up in my chair and I said, did you ask the male counterpart, the male candidates uh -huh. that same question? And she says, well, no. And I thought, well, gender shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really kicked it into high gear. And that was back in 2011. And I thought, I want to pave the way. I want to walk through doors and bust through glass ceilings and windows and show people gender doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter at all. As long as you have the right frame of mind, you're willing to commit to the job, you surround yourself with really talented people anyone can do this leadership role and it doesn't matter male or female. And I think sometimes 
females, we have to take a step back and, and yes, working in male dominated industries are hard. I'm not going to say that, oh, it's a piece of cake and everyone says, yay, you, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's okay to remind people that, that gender shouldn't matter in a leadership role. And sometimes you've got to step through a door or accept an uncomfortable opportunity to prove that. And having two daughters that have seen me be uncomfortable and sit through difficult situations and lean into uncomfortable conversations um, has really proven that it doesn't matter male or female. And the, my last piece of advice, and, and I think I've learned this along the way, you know, I, I'm in my CEO role now of two separate organizations, two separate companies, but I originally had either volunteered or had served on the boards for one or both of these companies. And I thought to myself, you know, I really leaned into help, but now I've had the opportunity to step up and lead. And that's been critical and important to me um, to show others that, again, no matter your gender, leaning into help and learning the role or the opportunity and then stepping into it and stepping up to lead is really important. That's Excellent advice. Great advice. And I think you you walking through that door is probably, you know, people see you in this leadership role in Kansas City and obviously in some prominent events in the next couple of years. And I think that's really important for Kansas City women too. So thank you for being uncomfortable for us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there are some days where I'm like, no, wait a minute. I didn't want to be this uncomfortable. Uh -huh. <laughs> I am sure. But it's noticed and appreciated. Yes. Well, that, thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, Kathy, thank you so much. And I mean, we're excited to, you know, share this with our families in Kansas City and hopefully get some Kansas City families down there and Oh, yeah. showing up so that future yeah. big things can come to Kansas City too. Yes, That's we'll right. Be, and, we'll and you know, how on. we show up. Well, I appreciate that. And how we show up over the draft really helps us go after even bigger and better events as well. So thank you for providing the opportunity. Thanks, Kathy. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So keeping with the sports theme for our what we're loving in Kansas City right now, mine is we had the opportunity to go to a Royals game um, recently and wanted to talk about the outfield experience, which is like the whole kid area. Um, it's really nice because if your kids are getting wiggly or they're kind of done or they need to get up and move, it's a great place to go. Um, to go take them to the outfield experience. So what it includes is there's a giant carousel. Uh, there's mini golf, there's a base run, a batting challenge, pitching mound. Uh, there's like a little K for smaller kids and then a playground. And some of these things you do have to pay for um, with tokens that you can buy right by the carousel and the tickets or excuse me, each token is $2. And then you also, and Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you can buy, it's like an all day pass or, not, or it's a like access to everything for $10 a kid. I think so. I'm not sure um, about the price, but yeah. Yes, that's what I read. But um, anyways, and we'll link we'll link to all that and we'll link to our um, our guide on taking your kids to a Royals game. Um, and then one other thing about taking your kids to the game, um, if you want to get a photo with Slugger, best time to do that is he comes out during the fourth inning. And so best time to do, take your kids out is like that three and a half um, or halfway through the third inning. Take them out and get in line um, so you don't have to wait as long to see Slugger. Cool. And that's for free. Um, okay, mine, not keeping with the sports theme, <laughs> but I have, we've been cleaning out our garage with these nicer 
days and mm-hmm. I have expired car seats that apparently I had plans for and then they just said that. <laughs> and now nobody can use them safely. So the Target trade-in event is coming up. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Um, April 16th through 29th. And you just haul your car seats in there. There's a big, huge cardboard I mean, huge cardboard box and you just slap them up and then um, you get 20% off in your Target app for um, baby items or um, there's lots of stuff you can use it on. And I have taken advantage of that um, several years. So April 16th or 29th at um, any Target. It's a good time to buy like if you're needing to like upgrade to a bigger stroller or or the next like a booster seat or yes good time to get a good discount on that yes for sure all right friends it's been fun thanks so much for being here we'll we will see you next time bye thank you again for spending part of your day with us we would love for you to share this podcast with other kansas city moms as well as rate and review as this helps others find us we would also love to hear from you whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode an idea for a future topic or just to tell us how you do are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.